back to the Wrong Advice Podcast. I'm your host, John Picciuto, and I'm very excited to have my good buddy, Mr. Justin Rosenberg, on with us today. Justin, how you doing, buddy? Uh, I am well, thank you. And yourself? I'm doing pretty good, man. I'm excited to I have this conversation. I practice saying that. I just, I got to cut you off. I practice saying that all week. I've been so nervous about that one thing. <laughs> well, you nailed it. Congratulations. Podcast is over. This is great. <laughs> thank you, guys. Please follow my dog. <laughs> uh, can you uh, give a quick introduction to the listeners to who you are? Uh, sure. My name is Justin. Okay. Next question. <laughs> what do you do for a living? No. Uh, so my name is Justin, uh, Rosenberg. <laughs> I am a photographer. Uh, I am, uh, I'm an East coast transplant, uh, living in Los Angeles, uh, specifically the San Fernando Valley area. Um, some of you may know that from the movie Clueless and, uh, the Tom Petty song. That's, uh, I think, everyone knows the valley um yeah i'm a photographer out here i am sure we'll get into a lot of my work there's probably a lot of my work that you're going to find out about that most people don't know about uh, i do a lot of like mediocre corporate and branding photography and i do a lot of like artsy fartsy photography i don't really call it fine art um yeah, it's a bunch of weird why, stuff. Why don't you call it fine art? I'm just curious. Why don't, don't you call it fine art? I don't know. I like. I don't really have anything against fine art. Um, and sometimes I think, and it might even be in one of my bios or something. It says that. I don't know. I just I don't like fancy terms. I just I'd rather just the I'm, work speak. <laughs> to be honest with you, I'm super with you. I find people who describe their own work as fine art photography are incredibly pretentious. Usually, um, that's and not they, a carpool statement. Like us. Wait, oh. Am I, wait, uh, yeah, you're like a guy. Am I allowed to bash Leicas? Yeah, I mean, you are. Leicas? Okay. You are. Like, so I'm going to probably spend like 16% on average of this podcast bashing Leicas. And some of your audience are going to try to cancel me for that. That's fine. <laughs> but I'm going to just put this out there because it always comes up. Uh, it's coming purely from a place of jealousy. Um, oh, okay. I, I don't have a lot of my organs left because of all my medical stuff. So I can't sell my organs to fund Leicas. So it's, <laughs> it is purely out of jealousy. Okay. I don't know yeah, that I should that's laugh that's at funny. that, although it was funny. Um, yeah, we can yeah. make fun of my medical situation. I am, I am curious. Uh, so from the beginning, like, let's talk. You're a photographer. Like, how did you get into the to the career? Like, what when to start? When did the passion strike for you? Like, what was the the beginning, early stages of your career like? So my background is not photography. Um, I have a background in science and academia. Uh, I have a master's degree in evolutionary developmental psychology and did the whole like nerdy science research psychology route, published author and academic, wow. super weird stuff. Um, and then so I was on track for a PhD doing that and I was doing photography on the side and, you know, I was selling the occasional landscape photo print of the Everglades back then. And then I had to leave grad school um, because of Crohn's disease. I got diagnosed with Crohn's disease when I was like 20, 21. So years in and out of medical stuff. And I realized, um, you know, like I don't come from a lot of money. My parents couldn't afford health insurance for me. And when I aged out of their health insurance, you know, I'm, I'm an expensive person to keep alive, basically. So that didn't yeah. really work with my science career. And then um, so after that, I... Um, what did I do? I sold military semiconductors for a few years. Um, wow. So like little, uh, like little electronic components that, you know, the same components that go in your iPhone, but you know, for like F-22 jets and space shuttle and SpaceX and like things where like wow. failure is not an option sort of thing. 
which is weird. Yeah. I'm like a super hippie liberal, you know, selling the, the electronic parts. And I, yeah. just so your listeners are fully aware, like I didn't know what the fuck I was selling. I didn't design <laughs> these. I knew nothing about how they worked. I, I just would put in like numbers and, and overcharge things and, and get paid for it. So that's all I did. Uh, nice. But again, even during then, was playing with cameras. Um, I come from a lot of photography in my family, just a lot of amateur hobbyist photographers. My dad grew up shooting, like both of my uncles on my dad's side, I'm sure my uncle on my mom's side did. Um, my One of my uncles, I think, worked for something that helped bring like Nikon to the States in like the 50s or 60s or something, helped popularize that. Um, so I just kind of always grew up around cameras, but I never, like, my, my story is not like, I knew I was going to be a photographer since I was like a newborn baby. And, you know, that's, that's not true at all. Um, yeah. But yeah, I just kind of fell more and more in love with it. You know, I'm, I'm 163 years old. Um, you know, lots you look of pretty surgery. good for your Thank age. You. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, so I uh, shot, you know, film like this, this, this film stuff way back when. And then uh, I got into digital and 2007, my uncle gave me a hand-me-down Nikon D70. Yeah, Nikon mm -hmm. D70. And I think that's when I refell in love with photography and started taking it seriously. And, you know, just kind of built that and would do all the, the dumb things that, you know, not dumb. That's, that's, I take that back. Uh, you can, you don't have to edit that out, but apologies. It's not dumb. Uh, you know, like the, the Renaissance festivals and the, you know, yeah. like I had the website where it's like, here's literally every type of photography imaginable all on one website, because that's what mm -hmm. we do, you know? Yeah. And then, you know, the, the early model mayhem days, you know, I, um, I did everything you're not supposed to do, you know, like, the, like everything that just really now looking back is so cheesy and just cringeworthy you know like oh, i'm gonna hang a wrinkly sheet as a backdrop and call myself fashion photographer you know like all the all this i like hanging on a wrinkly sheet honestly it's just because i suck at doing laundry personally but yeah they're, i'm okay well, with that. ironically i'm the, the one sound my phone might make i think i forgot to turn off my, my laundry ready alarm um <laughs> yeah so i did that and then then i moved oh also i did a bunch of drugs a lot of fucking drugs um mentioned that uh was then, that to cope decided, with like be, being sick or whatever or is that just like pre no, drugs are fucking fun um <laughs> yeah, yeah no i know yeah, <laughs> just because okay yeah uh, and then when yeah. you have someone like me who enjoys doing drugs in and out of hospitals like i'm downplaying how serious a lot of the medical stuff was just because i know it's a shorter podcast um yeah in and out of hospitals for a decade getting pumped full of some really heavy duty stuff combined with someone who genuinely enjoyed drugs, it was, I don't blame my drug addiction on, you know, I don't blame my, my medical issues for my drug addiction. It just became this perfect storm for me to take advantage of and become just a little shithead that did a bunch mm -hmm. of drugs and painkillers and opiates and all that. Um, lost a ton of friends. But anyway, so I decided to one day I woke up and said, fuck it, I'm going to get sober. And uh, my sister had gotten sober like a year or two before me. She moved from Florida to LA and yeah, I went to detox, and then I said, all right, I'm going to get the hell out of Florida, because I've always hated Florida. That I'm fine being on the record saying. And uh, yeah, same. <laughs> 3,000 miles to L.A., uh, quit my job selling semiconductors and checked into rehab. Did not know if I was going to be staying in L.A., did not know anything. Um, and then one day, literally in rehab, this dude with like, tattoos all over his neck, like ex-prison junkie-looking dude, comes in and like, you just, and I'm like, yeah, you just come with me. I'm is going on like, like am i going into rehab and they're going to kill me like i feel like that's like against the law but 
<laughs> like I'm not gonna fight this guy. I won't win. <laughs> so yeah. I'm just gonna go. And we go. They pass like where their little rehab counselor's office was, and we go into this like utility closet. And he opens the door, and it's like it's like the angels sang. I he opens the door, and there's like six people oh. stuck in this little closet, all with like IMAX and Photoshop and Illustrator up, and I'm like the fuck is going on right now just, they tell me you're the one who's good with like your camera i'm like what is that like am i being punked <laughs> and uh i was like do you still have a do you have a website up and i didn't i had my old flicker up and he saw the stuff there's like oh cool can you can you do some photography for the rehab i was like okay <laughs> and so long story short they the rehab it was like this big multi-million dollar non-profit jewish rehab in in la that i went to and they owned an advertising agency, like a little small marketing firm, basically. And they wanted to bring me on board as their photography intern. And I waited. I told them, I, like, I want you to give me like a month or so to like kind of settle into the, the rehab part. Otherwise, that's all I'm going to care about is cameras. And, yeah. Um, yeah, a month or so came by. And uh, the rabbi, the guy who is now one of my best friends uh, at the time, scared the shit out of me, pulls me out of group. He's like, listen, motherfucker, we need you to shoot a magazine cover. I'm like, it's too early. I'm not ready. He goes, you're not fucking paying to be here. This is a nonprofit. We're letting you stay here so you could do this for us. I'm like, okay. So uh, <laughs> they gave me a little Canon 7D and we shot this like multi-million dollar, super bougie rich donor in her Century City multi-million dollar bougie apartment with a little Canon 7D that had, I think, two lights set up. One was a flashlight and the other one was an iPad light. And that was our, our little lighting setup. <laughs> And uh, she loved the magazine cover, and that was that was my first LA magazine cover. And uh, yeah, so I stayed on board as an intern, and then they quickly made me staff. And you know, I was looking forward to sort of learning and being an intern and learning from people under me. And I learned a lot about the business side, but I kind of had to reteach myself the photo side. And uh, yeah, then I ran their photo and video department. And then yeah, so in the process of all that, I'm like, fuck it, I'm just gonna go all in and be a photographer in LA. Um, so did that's that sweet. for years yeah and I just wanted to spread my wings a little bit so I went freelance and I think I've been freelance ever since 2014 15 something like that wow yeah I'm three years fully on my own and uh good days bad days good weeks bad weeks I'm in the pro I'm in the I'm in the 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 birth of like the best year of my life like oh nice. work-wise uh you know creative wise finance wise like i'm just fucking crushing and dominating right now which nice. is like yeah it, it makes everything else like puts ever other things into perspective like how important things like your health and your family and your friends are mm -hmm. to you um and it's easy when you have like everything going in the right direction to like be appreciative of the things you have not so much when you're dealing with drug addiction and being ill and sick um in those moments where you're kind of like in and out of like going through health issues you know dealing with your addiction did you find it impossible or hard to create at all yeah i mean i've always been sort of a creative person and um i listen to a lot of podcasts i see a lot of my photographer friends talk about this and i'm in no way sort of shitting on it at all but, you know, I see a lot of them like, oh, I don't have I don't have the inspiration to create. I can only create when I'm inspired. I'm waiting for the muse to strike, so to say. And, you know, I'm just sort of like, just shut up and just, you know, like for me, just like shut up and show up and do the work. Very sort of like Stephen Pressfield-esque, you know, like just mm -hmm. do the work. Like you just grind it out, whether, you know, like there's absolutely times over the years where I, whether it's a corporate client, a fun artsy fartsy thing, 
that I get up and I'm like, I do not want to do this. I do not want to go create today. And you just, you go do it anyway. Obviously, if you physically can't, you're in the hospital, that's, that's a different situation. Sure. Um, so yeah, so it's, it hasn't been a hindrance, but for, and, you know, that was, that was my MO for years. And then this past few years, like after the pandemic coming out and just dealing again for the first time in a decade. So um, I don't have a large intestine. I have an oleostomy bag. Um, I'm just going to say it. I don't, I don't poop like you normal humans do. Most of which I'm assuming are listening to the podcast and be like, sit on the toilet. I just like my dog, I, I poop in a bag. Um, so that surgery was in 2011 and that was coming on the heels of a decade of back to back to back to back hospitalizations. And then it was for the most part, 10 years of pretty smooth sailing medically. And then, so and the pandemic didn't affect me from a Crohn's perspective. I was fine. I'm sorry, from a COVID perspective, I came out unscathed from that. And then I got sick with all the, the immune stuff and, you know, had quite a few different hospitalizations. Uh, I had an unrelated tailbone surgery and then had just a lot of gut related drama and a few hospitalizations and a, another big, like fully, you know, slice me 10 inches down the middle, rip me open and rearrange me, remove some more organs type surgery last year. Um, Jesus. And so that, again, like, and it was fine. Like, I, I can handle surgery. Like, I'm, I, I have an unusual stoic threshold to sort of deal with that. Um, but it's just been hard to sort of come back to that. And what's interesting is I sort of have the energy to go create. I don't have the desire to go create as much as I used to. Like, I used to, you know, be shooting just nonstop. Um, whether it was paid, trade, didn't matter. I just I had to. I had to create, 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 create. And, you know, it's cool. Like I built this portfolio that I'm super, super proud of. I could take five years off and post another photo, you know, a few times a week that no one has ever seen. And and mm -hmm. and it's all still current and relevant and still feels like me. But I also, I love the idea of sort of creating new stuff. Um, you know, certainly in this like weird world that we're both in the NFT world, I think that thrives more on sort of creating new. So I'm trying to get back into that a little bit. But um, totally losing train of thought. Apologies. But yeah, so I just I, I I I realized like especially like getting a dog and everything again for the first time in like a decade. I want the the, the slower life. You know that that meme that you see on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I think it's Matt Nicholson is the actor, and it's just like you know like it's a peaceful life. <laughs> you know, it's like what do you do all day? I just I look at memes. It's a peaceful life. Like forget about the look at memes part. But you know, I just I want that life my ideal world would be to go and maybe use the word fine art, sell a bunch of shit and then yeah. use that money and disappear for a couple of months and go just live quietly, create a new body of work, come back, mm -hmm. sell that, disappear again and just repeat that process. And just, you know, like I'm not the, I'm not the partier. I'm not the chasing Lambos. I don't, I don't care about nice Same. stuff. I don't want nice clothes. I don't care about fancy cars. Sure, nice cameras are nice, but um, yes. those are just a means yes, to an end anyway. You know, I just I I realized like um, someone the other day or one of those like Instagram survey questions like, "What's your toxic trait?" And I'm like, I think I value time more than money. Um, I think you know that's and, in genius. LA with yeah. the you know no offense to Gary Vee who I, I genuinely like uh, and we have a lot of real world mutual friends, but like that that you know, the people who bastardize what he talks about and that hustle, grind, 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 grind. Like, that's cool. If that's what you want, like, go for it. I'm not actually knocking it. That's the opposite of what I want. 
you know, I want to, I want to wake up and just sit and, and just have coffee in, in silence and like sit next to my dog and do nothing and just be with my thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think you said a couple of really important things there. Number one, I completely agree with you wholeheartedly. There is only one commodity in life that you really need to be concerned about. And that's with your time because it is the only limited resource you have period. I think you don't learn that lesson until you get a lot older. Like I'm 37. So I think more recently oh, so I've been able, you're a baby. Really? Oh my yeah. God. Justin, we I just am? became best friends. I don't know. 32, Wait, 33. Yeah. Wow. 32, 33. Well, you look a lot better than I do. Earlier. No, uh, I'll be, <laughs> yeah. I'll, be well, Actually, I'll be 43 in October. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, you look great for your age. Um, for your age, you're still young as fuck. I see. I used to equate old age with, with being in your forties, but now that I'm like remember, on the cusp of it. Remember when we were like 15 and like 40 year olds who were angels? Like, that's <laughs> it. You're going to die. I mean, so what, what, it puts what a lot of cool. Like, <laughs> I, I turned 40 in the pandemic, right? Like uh, October, 2020. And um, I think I was like 260 pounds, something like that. Chain Holy smoking. Shit. Yeah. Uh, like not healthy. I mean, I've been sober for a decade at that point. So that was cool. I didn't like, you know, go back to the drug thing, but I just let myself go, uh, you know, especially during that first year of the pandemic. And I'm like, I'm going to get in shape and do the, the thing. And I'm like, no, yeah. that's so cliche. That is such a midlife crisis. I'm like, I'm going <laughs> to wait. This way I can do it on my terms, which was pure chicken shit. Like, I don't want to get my life together. Uh, and then yeah. so in January of like 2021, I'm like, okay, it's it's time to, to get my life together. So yeah, I just I quit smoking. I lost like 60, 70 pounds. Like I'm, I'm, you know, I'm by no means like some musclehead junkie gym rat type guy. Uh, but I'm, you know, even in spite of all the medical stuff, like I'm in the best shape I've been in in years. And like now I'm like, especially with the dog and my dog is like me, super introverted, doesn't like public places and people. So, you know, he's turned into like a little nature dog. And I'm like, I just want to become like one of those like wilderness hiking dudes with his dogs. <laughs> like, that's good. Cool. I, I'm, I, I, vote, I vote for that. That sounds good. Um, but I'm with you, man. Naked people in the fog. I love the <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm with you. Uh, I think so. A couple things like I've only been in photography for full time for three years now. So it's like for me, it's like finding my what my like style is my 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 passion, like what I want to create and that like desire to create is always kind of there. Um, it's like everything's new always, right? It's always something new client, new person, new everything. So everything always feels excitable. Um, but like similar to you, I've sort of built a life for myself that is supremely comfortable. That is exactly what I want. And time is the thing that I have the most, I have most commodified in my life because if it's Tuesday, I want to go take my dad for pancakes, you know, at 10 AM mm -hmm. in the morning, I don't have to answer anybody. I just go get fucking pancakes. You know what I mean? Same, similarly with like what work I accept. Like if there's a company, a brand, a person, whoever that I don't want to work with, I just say, fuck it. I don't care. I don't need to do stuff that I don't want to do because I've realized the importance of my time in my life. And that's something that you're never going to get back. So that speaks to me a lot. I don't know about me living out in the woods, but yeah, I mean, all, all, all the other yeah, things I, I think I, I like, I, I, I talk good game about that, but the reality is like, I, I don't even know how to pitch a tent. Like I realize, like, you, know, we go to <laughs> you learn quick like, if you live in the woods. <laughs> yeah. No, like I, like I, I'm not, like, I don't want to become like the Unabomber and like really like live off grid. Like that's, that's not yeah. what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, yeah. you know, like, I, like I have friends that are all like, everyone sees my work and you know, they're like, Oh, you, you're like a forest kid. You like, like you must hike like 40 miles to go like no like half my shots i'm literally like parked on the side of the road leaning on my car like that we're not going far at all like i don't know how to survive in the woods 
I would say that is but that is surprising to hear. Uh, you know, because like a lot of your work, like you said, take someone naked, put them in the woods, take a picture of them. It does scream fine that, art that to really me, and I really can say like, scary when you phrase it like that. Little, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, take someone willingly and consensually, <laughs> get them naked, but no, put them in the woods. Me, they're like, I wanna, I wanna be in your work. I wanna, I wanna hire you to do that. I wanna be part of it and go create art, but I can't handle like. Being, I can't handle like hiking super far. I'm like, no, we're literally driving on the side of the road. And you know, the nice thing about fog is it obscures views, so you can look like you're really far from civilization, and yeah. you're not. You're right there. Or you know, it's just I um, absolutely no offense to the big influencers and the ones who have to hit all the Instagram hotspots and you know that the selfies in the Grand Canyon and you know, Vasquez rocks and all these places that are just popular. Like I'd love to see the Grand Canyon. I want to I could give two shits about shooting a naked human there. Like I just want to go see, yeah. take an iPhone photo. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm not yeah. going to do any justice to the Grand Canyon more so than anyone else has already done. I'm just totally I'm not. So I'd rather just see it with my own eyes. Um, what I love is people are like, I don't know where you shot that. Wait, do you, you live in California? You know, I thought you lived in the Pacific Northwest sort of thing. You know, and some of these places mm -hmm. are 20 minutes from my house. Um, yeah. So I like that sort of, it's not about the place. It's just, it's about sort of just, I don't know, whatever the mood, the emotion, whatever you want to call it. I also like that a lot of times it's not even about the person in the photo mm -hmm. because they're either completely obscuring their face, they're facing mm -hmm. backwards or upside down or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, talk to me a little bit about that process because like I find your work to be, very emotional, very evocative, very, um, th there's a feel to it when you like come across it. And that's like the first Instagram post. Then the second is the dog and the third is the cat. I mean, <laughs> we'll get to that later, <laughs> but talk, talk, <laughs> talk to me a little bit about the process because listen, you know, I don't need to, you know, boost your ego at all. I do really, uh, appreciate your work a lot I, I i find it thank you um it speaks to me in a way that like other people's work doesn't so i like coming across people who uh create work that is wholly unique and 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 speaks of themselves versus someone who's just doing something that everyone else has done a million different times um so talk to me a little bit about your process and, and sort of like what comes into creating one of your images uh so first thing is i just open mid journey and then i <laughs> I've been a beta tester nice. for years. No, uh, I, nice. I'm not even shitting on AI. I actually, I love AI. 99.999999% uh, of my work is not AI. And the few things that I have posted AI, I absolutely mention that. Uh, but no, my yeah. real work. Yeah, I don't know. Like I have this outdated kind of bougie history artist statement on my website that um, a friend of mine, Larissa, she, she, you know, like bless her heart. She convinced me and did a great job kind of mentoring me to pull that out of myself because I suck at talking about that stuff. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I've always kind of had this like theme, like this running theme. And again, I'm sure it parallels my own life. This kind of like hope and the struggle. And I think I, that's kind of why I like gravitate towards these like colder photos, colder environments and like uncomfortable feeling poses. And, you know, I know like I never want someone to look at one of my photos, whether, whether it's, professional model I'm shooting with, whether they're clothed, naked, male, female, irrelevant. I never want the first thought that someone's like, oh my God, that person is so hot. You know what I mean? And there's um, so much of social media same. photos where it's just, look at this person, they're hot. 
you know, again, whether it's guy, girl, whether it's whether it's for advertising, for, for porn, whatever, it's just like about the person and how they look. Um, and, and I don't even like I have nothing against that. Like I pro everything, like whatever, do your thing. But that's not what I'm trying to do. It's yeah, I, I, I like that. People to sort of just almost like not have a word for it. And I, I kind of think that sounds a little bit highfalutin and going past my not using the word fine art, but like something just more sort of visceral. Um, yeah. No, I appreciate that. That that speaks to me a lot. Yeah. Like music is a big inspiration to me. Um, not in terms of like lyrics or anything, but just, you know, like my favorite bands, you know, Tool or something or, or Nine Inch Nails or Wu-Tang or, or Metallica, whoever, right? Like when I listen to some of these songs and, and that that wordless sort of feeling that comes up, like I, I, I think I fail 99% of the times in my photos of doing that. But occasionally when, when, when that one hits and I can look at a photo and be like, I feel something looking at this and I, and I hope that that comes through to sort of the viewer and the audience. And when you see it and you're just like, you know, again, it's so cheesy, but that concept of like stopping the scroll, right? Like, sadly, we're not viewing most photos, you know, in galleries anymore or, or even on computer screens. It's just like, and yes, I have my dog as my background. Um, <laughs> and yes, I have a chat GPT link right on my homepage. I, I am the future. Um, <laughs> I am the future. <laughs> what do you call it? That was super pretentious. I'm not at all. Uh, <laughs> yeah. no, I think everyone knows you're kidding. <laughs> yeah nothing i'm saying is, is you know is I, i'm true. glad it's you said that though yeah no dude but like if tr truly because like you know like I, I shoot a lot of nude stuff too and like i think you try to like at least for me it's like there there's a, a it's a pretty fine line between intimate and sexual and i don't mm -hmm. want to portray the sexual i want to portray the intimate and i want to i want to sort of pause a moment that is soft and tender not like mm -hmm boobs do you know what i mean and i think yeah. like if you're able like as you are to uh relay that story with an image you've succeeded and in your work you've succeeded in doing that a lot yeah i mean I, you hear a lot about the the male gaze and all that stuff and and, and again like I, I agree with it i like there's you can see you can see a lot of that work you know there's like that that page trendy photography memes or whatever that just shits on like a lot of the, the classic you know, like model mayhem looking type trash. Um, and I'm not even like, I'm not even anti like sex type photos and trashy photos. Like if someone wants yeah. to do it and everyone's consenting, like fucking go for it. Like, yeah, do I you. Weird, it's I just not for me. Erotic stuff. Yeah. And even like the weird erotic stuff, I try to put my own spin on that. And that, and that stuff really is about sexuality. It's blatant in your face type, type stuff. But the, the more JSR photo is like artsy fartsy shit. It's, it's even like, I hate the fact that, and again, like you and I are in a lot of the same like social photography circles on Twitter, Instagram, and so many people make such a big deal about the nudity part. And again, I get all the shadow ban and censorship, like I'm anti-censorship, like that's fine. That's, that's not what I'm talking about. But they make such a big deal about whether a photo is nude or not and how that should be a selling point. I just yeah. I don't think it's a big deal to me. Like it's no, it's like, it should just it's so silly honestly it's, it's, yeah it's, yeah it's it's either like I mean, sure like yeah like seven-year-olds probably shouldn't be looking at our work i get that like you know sure but it's not like i don't think it's i don't think although they probably see worse right sure yeah <laughs> nowadays um, my uh my 
almost 11 year old nephew is obsessed with South Park and I just hear nonstop Cartman like, <laughs> and I was like yeah. Um, definitely worse than your yeah. photography for sure but like this whole like fine art nude thing like again not shitting on it like and again i'm probably saying all this much to the dismay of my bank account because if i did sort of dive in and really kind of ex not exploit but like capitalize on that side of it i feel like i could probably make more money but i just I don't think it's a big deal you know i don't think that yeah. should be a selling point to me it's just like okay this is a photograph same thing like I don't know what type of photographer can can, can you know, consider myself like they're not really portraits they're not really fine like I don't I don't know I'm just a photographer yeah I just want to that's like when like people ask me puncher, people yeah, ask me in the solar yeah. plexus <laughs> people ask me that question all the time like what kind of photography do you I was like I don't know I take pictures like yeah. of whatever I want if you want me to yeah, shoot your product I will shoot your product if you want me to yeah, shoot fucking whatever I'll shoot it you know, as long as it's like something that speaks to me and like something that I'm excited to collaborate with and create for. But if it's like, oh, no, hey, I'm, I'm I'm a total whore for a little bit of money <laughs> I make. Like, even if even if you want me to shoot something that doesn't speak to me, like if I'm getting paid, you know, I have very little artistic morality if I'm getting paid. Like, all right, uh, fair enough. Uh, you know, like I'll, the bulk of my work, no one ever sees because it's yeah. not even that it's bad or anything like that. I just I I I, I just don't post it on social media. But like I work with of local like small brands and small businesses just doing just content for them for social media and just you know like coffee shops or like at a time yeah. a whole portfolio I, like I, I yeah. shot over like 70 different auto mechanics in LA like just random wow. shit you know like just super random I actually love shooting wow. mechanics because they hate I, I, yeah. being on camera uh, and they're yeah. just a bunch of like you know for the most part just like greased up like you know mechanic-y type covered in tattoo like scruffy beards and they, they absolutely hate being on camera and i love the fact that their boss is making them do it so they don't have a choice and then i'll go and take a picture of them and i'll show it to them They're like okay wait i kind of like that yeah, like that feels good to me <laughs> yeah um, no i mean yeah especially getting someone who hates having their photo yeah. taken to like appreciate like, what you've done yeah i like that i live in la but my work is not la even though i'm not yeah. anti-la um like a lot of people i, I am, work with I, admittedly i am anti-la yeah, you're you're east coast right new york yeah, yeah, I'm in New Jersey. Yep, New Jersey. Okay, I'm I'm from New Same York, so and I still have family right. in New Jersey, out in like Emerson, that whole area, Fort Lee. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but so a lot of the people I work with are sort of traditional, you know, like agency models, and they have to constantly show up and get caked in makeup and smile and be on their A game. And you know, when when we go out to shoot, it's like. No, don't care if you wear makeup or not you don't even have to show your face you don't have to smile you don't have to be happy you can, we can be yeah we can, we can we can you know spend six hours driving around the forest therapizing and and go just take like one moody photo and that's a successful day <laughs> i had i i gotta tell you i'm coming off yesterday it was like one of my most fun shoots i've had in a while and this model reached out to me on instagram we linked up we we shot yesterday and it was just such a fun easy process and it was one of those things where the act of creating just like gave me that feeling again that I got originally when I started doing it. Mm -hmm. Cause it's easy when you're going through the slog, like you said, shooting 70 fucking auto mechanic things. Like maybe you enjoy it a little bit, but like 
that's work, right? That's doing yeah, the job. Oh, for sure. But for like sure. when you're just like creating for the sake of creating, like man, yesterday I walked off set, I felt like a million bucks. Like it just like and the work was good and I'm really happy with it. I shot a lot more film than digital. And to me, that's mm -hmm. a successful day. Like I just like it it made me realize and reiterate why I do this, like what the reasoning was behind it, the people, the it's just like all all good. And uh yeah, it was it's I, I, I get what you're saying, man. I do. Yeah, and but it's, I mean that you know, like I um I pretend to be this like introverted curmudgeon kind of asshole, not asshole, but just kind of like judgy, just sort of like away from sort of the main type character online, and and it's true. No, um, I am introverted. <laughs> that is a hundred percent true. Um, I like curmudgeon. Curmudgeonly. Yeah, I like that. Curmudgeonly. Um, but I've I've softened up, you know, like. I have friends that, that make their whole living doing you know, just corporate headshot photography and it's great know, work. They're doing it for the money, but they also like, they genuinely love it. Like they, they get a thrill out of some, you know, some fancy lawyer seeing their photo and saying how much they love it. And, you know, and I used to like done shoot plenty of corporate headshots. Again, don't post that work, but I shoot them and it's cool. Like pays the bills and all that. And yes, it does feel nice when someone's like, Oh, I like this photo of me but I, I have zero attachment to it whatsoever. Or like, you know, mm -hmm. I have friends that do wedding stuff and I have second shot weddings purely for the money. Um, and That's one job I, can, I can't do. Yeah. No, I, I can't anymore because I can't yeah. stay up late. But, it, um, sure. but also like, I feel like to be a really successful wedding photographer, you have to love weddings. Like I don't go to my friend's weddings. I, I like, don't invite me to a wedding. I don't want to go. Like I, you know what I mean? Like, uh, well, that is curmudgeon. Maybe that part is real. <laughs> you know, it's just like, <laughs> but I'm not, I don't want to shit on sort of whatever people genuinely feel like. I, I have friends that, that photograph like miniature toys. Do you know what I mean? Like a, like a, like a toy panda sitting, you know, in like a surrounded by Jedi or something. And, and they'll post these in the forums and get like super granular, like I have 73 aperture lights, lighting this and smoke machines and all this. And it's like their pride and joy. Like awesome. More power to you. You know, that's like crazy. I, I, but yeah, <laughs> I've, softened, yeah I, I've softened up on sort of my, my shit on things that I don't like thing. Just like even yeah. like with the music, like Th that know, happens with age, dude. That's what happens yeah, with age. No, it, it really does. Like I, you know, like I, I can't stand Justin Bieber, but if someone looks at my photo and feels what I feel when I hear like a, a Trent Reznor lyric that just punches my soul, but they feel looking at my photo, what their Bieber song, you know, at their college graduation, that's like, I don't know, I'm just making this up as yeah. I go along, but it's, it's not my place to tell people sort of how to feel. It's also not my place to tell people how to interpret what I do. That's why mm -hmm. I tend to not get super detailed about the whys and, and, like people sometimes will ask me like, does this mean this in your photo? If it does to you, sure. Go for it. <laughs> I, I agree with that. Like, I, I think that is probably my favorite part about the, the art is that like, I allow everyone else to fill in the blank. Like that's not mm -hmm. up for me to decide. Like I sure there's a reason why I took the photo, right? There's especially like the street photography stuff. There's, I, I mean, that's, I love nothing more than getting out walking, you know, six, seven miles a day in New York city and just snapping film, like a maniac and making myself completely broke, but it's my favorite thing to do. And to be fair, 
that is a lot of place where people can fill in the why for the work, right? Like, to, mm -hmm. what does it mean to you? What are you trying to feel? What I'm trying to convey when I take the image it is erroneous. Like, doesn't matter at all. It's up for you to decide, like, how it makes you feel. And I think that's, like, one of my favorite parts about photography. But even, so to, 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 to play devil's advocate to what you just said, to go back to sort of, there's also nothing wrong if you do want to explicitly say and slap people in the yeah. face, this is what I'm trying to say with my work. You know, especially like some, some political art, like it's fucking blatant. And, you know, like yeah. there's no, you know, the more I realize, like there's, you know, it's that, God, so many of you, I'm going to say a word. Um, there's there's one of my best friends, Melissa, if you're listening to this, um, fuck you, because you're going <laughs> to, you're going to never let me go that I said this. Uh, mindset, um, you know, there's, there's, it's just like, you can there's this like mindset of scarcity that you, you have like everything has like you know you can only have one type of photography one type of this one type of that and and again like it's it's more of that like mindset of abundance like you know there's enough for everyone <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah i agree with you yeah i mean it's, it's one of those things where that. it's like no <laughs> i'm not, I'm not okay. no no i like it i agree dude like no, Listen, no, more I, just because I'm worried that my friend Melissa is gonna could see this and literally never let me live this down because she's like a mindset type. Realistic, she's not gonna watch, so it's okay. Because <laughs> I'm gonna tell um, her. Yeah, she she and I are supposed to start a podcast. Like we're just gonna fucking like talk. Talk about mindsets. She's, she's like a sister, even though she's not my sister, and we just we argue all the time whenever we talk. Uh, so we just want to record ourselves arguing, basically. Um, I would, yeah. I would, I would, I would subscribe to that podcast. I'm going to tell sure. her that, that we're in the seventh episode of the podcast I did with her, but she hasn't been around. So I used an AI to be her. You should do that. Yeah. And I'm, I'm still your first subscriber. So I'm, I'm with there that. you go. <laughs> Deal. Um, I think it's cool that like we've sort of linked up like across the worlds, um, you know, from fucking little Twitter thing and become in yeah. real life do friends. We, do we link up because of Twitter or or Instagram? Instagram, Twitter. We, we know yeah, it's probably Twitter. Yeah, it's probably like an yeah, NFT LinkedIn space. They're kind of merging. Yeah. Yeah. So like for me, I'm not really in the NFT space anymore. Like I think uh, it was big when the world was shut down and you couldn't really do anything and it was fun and it was like really exciting. And I met a million fucking amazing human beings that I'm super glad to be my friends now. But like the actual art and creation in the NFT space is not really for me anymore. Like I've just like outgrown it in terms of like what I want out of it. And that's not to say that anyone else could do whatever the fuck they want. I, I had a round table a couple months ago with some friends, some NFT artists, some like, you know, uh, contemporary artists, like all talking about it and stuff. I think it's really interesting. And I think like, if it's for you, let it be you. If it's not, let it not, who cares? No one's right. No one's wrong. Just live your life. Um, but I think the best part about it is that you get to meet, meet people along the way. I, for the first time felt like I found like a community and like people that I could talk to about work and like creative processes and like learning and like trying to get better and like level up my own skills, like through these spaces. Um, and like, you've obviously been one of those people along that way. Um, you've been in the industry a lot longer than I have. Is it easier as time goes on to sort of like create that, um, God, I don't even want to say that, like your, your little tribe, like your local group of people. Cause I've found that like, I'm just barely scratching the surface in terms of being able to build community around um my stuff locally because i'm just like so shortly into it but like i'm, I'm hopeful that like you know as the journey continues that it grows so it's an interesting word you chose there tribe 
Right? I know. Like, you know. I flash back to like Seth Godin, you know, like tribe, that book and, and that <laughs> sort of, you know, like find your tribe and build your community and all this stuff. And, and I don't think they're wrong. I think, um, especially in light of the past few years, I think going down the road of tribalism is, is a bit dangerous. I don't think it's the wrong word. I just think it's sort of shifted in my own views of how I look at that. Um, you know, again, especially after the pandemic, especially after you know, the, all the George Floyd stuff, the election stuff, January 6th, like I really kind of like, I, I get really affected by social media and all that mm -hmm. and seeing how many of my friends um, became not friends with each other because of differing stuff. Um, and I, you know, political, say it. yeah, and political, yeah, yeah. And, and either or anti Laika or, um, <laughs> it's a little different than yeah. pro MAGA uh, and anti Laika. It's slightly it's, it's different. Not. It's, it's the same red dot, red Republican. <laughs> Come on, this is like this is Illuminati shit. Uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Fuck, Brayden, I never, sorry, Brayden, I never listening to this. Uh, that was so funny. I don't know where. I don't know where. I don't know a where I was going with that. Exactly. But okay, no, I do know where I was going. Okay, try, try. Um, so yes, apologies to any of your audience. Uh, I am a card carrying super hippie liberal. That's fine. Um, Ditto. But I, also, I mean, not hippie, I am, but I am. Liberal. Yeah, I'm not really hippie either. Um, I'm a huge fan of very actively making sure that you don't just exist in your tribal echo chambers, if you will. Ooh, um, yeah. And I meant the again, question more along the lines of like finding yeah, like-minded people own, in like the creative own, space. Own, yeah. yeah. Um, but also there's a reason I'm saying that is even with that is I think crossing crossing genres, disciplines, crossing platforms, crossing cultural paradigms, like to build your community, to build a sort of more robust tribe and used in the right way, um, more than just that hyper local thing. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think, again, you, you and I have a mutual friend, Tiana, right? You know, that she's going to find out that we did this podcast and, you know, eventually she and I are going to work together. Twelve hours. Know, or like, yeah. Right. And and like that is a sort of like a Venn diagram in the middle of my tribe and your tribe, right? So mm -hmm. it's I, I'm that's why I'm like intentionally not answering your question about building that local thing because it doesn't matter anymore. And this is where mm -hmm. every day when I wake up, my first thought is I wanna burn all of my electronics and, and quit all all social media. And then I remember that you and I wouldn't be talking if not for social media. That that that's ninety percent of the people that I've worked with I probably would not have met if not for social media that I wouldn't have you know my, my big dopey dog who's in most of my Instagram photos on the second slide now who's sleeping right here at my feet just out of frame wouldn't have him if not for social media so it's you know like all these I think I if you're able I'm to going. remove I the think you know what I'm saying yeah no, I know what you're saying. I think if you're able to remove like the toxic toxic aspects of social media, i.e., the hyper polarization of it, the hyper tribalization of it, you know, drilling people down to their most intimate terribleness in most cases, you can get some incredible benefits from it. I.e., meeting someone from across the world and having yeah. And I'm not saying that the, the terrible like I'm not I'm not naive like there are terrible no, I'm things saying that <laughs> said. 
by terrible people on social media. Full stop. Period. Yeah. Um, absolute horrible human, horrible human beings. Um, I'm not saying that that doesn't exist. It's I'm trying to navigate how do I exist in that world while not letting that affect me, but also understanding that that does affect certain people and populations much more than me. Uh, and totally. Just trying to balance that. I'm, sure, I'm totally I'm left field of how to build, you know, more, more, yeah. just, Hey, John, I want to shoot community yeah. <laughs> in the local thing. No, no, no. I think photographers I... have it rough because, you know, unless we're like the, the Annie's or the Abaddon's of the world, you know, I don't know about you, but no one's flying me to Montclair, New Jersey to go, to go take a photo tomorrow. Is anyone flying you to LA? Like, I don't think we have that kind of like, not yet. Yeah, well, it, yeah. I'm going to get there. You know, and like, I, I think that like, like the opportunities in my life are endless because I've like created that ability for myself. Like anything I want will happen. I believe that. Mm -hmm. Um, Currently right now. No, <laughs> not so much. <laughs> no, but it's okay. I mean, it's all with, it's all like a matter of time. Like, I, you know, I, I've literally, I hate it because like, you know, you say hippie liberal, whatever. I, I was very much a very pragmatic. I'm not a hippie, but. <laughs> that's right i used to be like a just very stoic pragmatic person like life is what you make of it you make whatever amount of money you make based on whatever job you have however hard you work like it was like all very linear like there was no space for well i can manifest the things that i want in life i can i can believe things into reality but like i fucking literally out of thin air built a life for myself that is exactly what i wanted it to be and like that's it full stop i did it so like now I don't think there's any limitations to what I can accomplish in life. I can put my mind to something and I can get it because I've done it already. So like, why, what was yeah, stopping yeah. me from doing it before? And ever funny, I'm, I'm hearing this and I just, I hear this and I'm just like, this, this has to get me to some, like some quiet farmland with just some chill animals. Like I'm not, I mean, if that's that what word, you want, like, use, yeah, use that word manifest. That's a, that's a yeah. word that I, I hate. And, um, Me too. And, and makes my whatever whatever you know like abdominal organs I have left, which are actually not <laughs> many. Like I'm missing yeah. quite a few in there. Uh, that makes those like boil and turn, and and I keep hearing it. And I and I like from a sort of non metaphysical place that that manifests like you know you can put work into the manifest and actually bring a stoic mindset mindset to that which is exactly what you're saying you did and it's funny like i've been in this industry longer than you but you're you're doing exactly what i should be doing and that like so thank you that's, that's a bit inspirational you're welcome let me be a lesson i i like i i am very much a do as i say not as i do but now oh, i've same. like reversed yeah. that as as i've gotten older because like in my 20s i used to give amazing dating advice i used to write online for like elite daily and i got featured in cosmo and huffington post like i was like writing all these like dating columns my dating life was a fucking joke and a mess but like here i was here i was do as i say not as i do now it is do as i do because I've got this shit figured out. I've figured it out. Like, I've figured my life out to a T. I've built my perfect life. And that's it. Now do as I do. So you're welcome. <laughs> I am curious, though. Like, you mentioned the various missing organs and stuff. Um, talk to me about, like, your own book. You can, you can ask. I mean, it's a shitty situation. Well, it is what it is. I'm curious, just like, talk to me just like about like frequently butting up against your own morality. Um, I think like I only have one More real morality or mortality. 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 Okay. I, yeah. I yeah. Butt up against <laughs> <both>. <laughs> I, mortality. I, I, I um, non-traditional morality. <laughs> too, 
it's a whole separate conversation. I'm not like a murderer, like or you know, I don't like condone like you know, like I believe in law. Um, yeah, I'm okay. not sure so, I believe in free will. I'm not sure I believe in, in, in sort of. Oh, like, uh, oh, we'll get we into dive, that. We can dive philosophical. Okay, mortality. I'm super. Yeah, I'm no, super curious. I think about that a lot. Um, yeah, it's super cliche and cheesy, but right, memento mori. You know, like remember, you will die. Um, I'm going to die. Uh, for for years, I didn't think I would be alive this long, and I think that's part of you know why I mentioned like getting in shape and sort of you know like switching my life around. Like, oh fuck, I made it past forty. Like that was I was not prepared for this. Um, you know, like there's there's a very real chance. You know, with modern medical advances, I might make it to eighty, maybe ninety. You know, if mm-hmm. things keep progressing, you know, maybe more. I don't. You know, and you know, I, I don't want to. If I do make it to eighty, I don't want to be a miserable 80 year old, you know, I want to be able to still have a dog that I can walk. And, you know, I want to be able to, you know, I don't, I don't want kids to plan on having my own, but, you know, I'm super close with my nephew. I have a brand new nephew who was just born. And, you know, if they end up having kids, like, you know, I want to be able to like pick up a family member, you know, I want to, I want to be able to, you know, like um, my grandmother, she, she fell in her bathroom while she was still alive and she was like 90, 80 something years old. And she, you know, had her phone for emergencies and I guess couldn't get to it. And she couldn't pick herself up off the bathroom floor. And she was in there for like three, three days or something like that. And oh. she came over. Um, and again, she lived through that. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to ever be able to fall and not be able to get back up, you know, by myself. Yeah. Um, so, you know, my goals with, you know, getting living are sort of like not aesthetic per se, um like don't get me wrong you know like that i occasionally have a little vein in my bicep now like that's kind of cool uh you know i don't have abs i'll never have abs like that's just not physically possible given how many times i've been sliced and diced um i have the world's worst calves uh johnny you know weirdly i have the world's greatest calves i'm not even exaggerating johnny swap different who you know he's he is in the nft space He's got like the world's nicest calves. Like I am now officially yeah. on record saying that, and I am okay with that. So, but yeah, yeah, dude, dude I've I've hilariously yeah. genetically, yeah, yeah. Some guy tried telling me he was like, "Bro, you only have nice calves because you're a big guy." I'm like, "Nah, dude. When I was 70 pounds and I was like in second grade, I had fucking killer calves. These things are just natural. They're beauties." Yeah, no, like I was. On but a dude, walk this it's morning. we were hiking with the dogs this morning, and this, this runner like run, ran past in this trail. My friend Elizabeth, I was like. Like, forgive me if I'm drooling over this guy's calves. Like, I am so jealous right now. Dude, it makes me think of that. Yeah. (laughs) Do you remember the MTV uh, True Life? I'm getting plastic surgery, and the guy got calf implants. No, I remember that. Do you don't remember this? I I don't remember that episode. I remember it is so funny. It is so funny. The guy's like typical Jersey Shore, Staten Island Guido guy. Like, uh, you know, barbed wire tattoos. Like, whatever, meathead. Like full tan head to toe ripping the gym like i have the best body ever but i have the shittiest legs ever so he pays like thirty thousand dollars to get fucking calf implants and they look no different (laughs) there's no visible distinction between the pre and post and he's like i've never been happier i've never gotten more women in my life so i'm gonna just i'm gonna appeal to your audience i'm gonna look right at the camera Please buy my art so that I can invest and get better calves. And I'm not going to do plastic <laughs> surgery. I just want to have more time to go create more art to sell so I can walk <laughs> distances to to do that. Um, but no, go, okay, so mortality. So yeah, just all this yeah. stuff. Like, I mean, it's so cheesy, but like you and I could hang up off this call and I could go out to get the mail and 
randomly a chunk of my roof you know like maybe there's termites in there and i have no idea it could fall and crush me like, mm-hmm. could die. yeah i'm not worried about that you know i do have some irrational fears which is weird because even though i'm in the woods a lot doing photography i have an irrational fear of mountain lions and bears and i spend a lot of time in mountain lion and bear country um but as far as mortality yeah i mean statistically i'll probably die earlier than most because of everything i've been through oh well what can i do (laughs) you know still gonna wake up i like i didn't i'm not dead yet yeah no i like that i candidly it's the only fear i really have in life is like dying and then like i guess like the health and and well-being of like my family and and friends Mm -hmm. those are like my only rational or maybe irrational at times fears um but i think as you get older and your own mortality (laughs) gets uh into your morality has changed over the years but (laughs) same i've gotten a lot softer in, in my old age and like i have gotten much more uh kind and understanding and accepting because i think when you get older like it's just a numbers game there's right now i still probably have more days in front of me than i do behind me but at some point when that changes you have less in front of you than behind you i think it's like an eye-opening un you know realization that the things that you think matter probably don't like i don't fight with people on the internet like why for what purpose yeah, like, and again like as someone mostly who has done plenty of that like it's yeah. there are so many better ways to spend you know my time uh, like i just see yeah. everyone like getting in on the latest the the drama du jour if you will you know again whether that's in the photography space the crypto space the political space and i'm not saying that things don't matter like they do and you know and if everyone didn't chime in and no one fought then there would never be change so it's trying to find that the, balance, the happy you know balance. what i mean yeah. but like you know writing a politician calling a politician going to a protest you know voting like that to me is a better way to you know help affect change rather than arguing with john 6573 usa budweiser you know uh, <laughs> the american flag yeah. emoji who has yeah. you know one follower on twitter and writes in lived hard you know like yeah yeah no i agree i agree i i also think that like when you realize that a lot of this stuff is just inherently never going to change at least not in our lifetimes sans a cataclysm like i don't know you know i i just i don't i really like it there's so much i don't know that's that's what yeah (laughs) talk to me i'm very curious you said free will you don't think we have free will i don't think i don't know if we do um that's a whole other like, literally that's a whole other podcast i'm um, very curious yeah not give me your high level notes because like i feel like ultimately like everything in life there there are reasons why things happen i don't think it's like you know i picked up this canada dry today and then now tomorrow i'm gonna break my leg you know what i mean like i don't think it's like that connected yeah but i do believe things happen in life for a reason and i think they happen because of what we do and how we choose to make them happen I think. Give me a book. Give me a name of a book. Any book. Um, Catcher in the Rye. Name another book. Jesus, the Bible. <laughs> okay. Name name a food. Apple. Okay. Um, name a type of camera. Canon. R five. Why'd you Why'd you choose all those? Free will. But where did 
where did that specific why canon versus nikon what gave you that precursor thought to do that did you really control that i, I don't know the answer yeah I get Ooh, lost, okay I get lost it i get lost in the sauce it's not, it's not saying that i'm not saying there's some little like mystical <laughs> homunculus inside that's going there, there's a question we're gonna we're gonna feed out you know uh you know like the movie inside out <laughs> yeah apple, apple versus you know whatever it's pizza it's just you know, it's like the four-year-old who's constantly asking why, why, why. And every time you answer something, okay, well, why that? Like, where is the, where is the sort of the genesis of that? Um, That's a great question. And I don't know the answer. I don't either. I think that's, that's I, like... I can't definitively say that we do or don't. Um, yeah. I know he's a, he's a super controversial figure for a lot of reasons, but Sam Harris has quite a few good podcasts and sort of stuff on this and kind of the neuroscience. I don't think I even know. Will. Yeah. I don't know who he is. I mean, offline, I can point you to some stuff. But... Okay. Um, I, I I am curious. What do you think happens when we die? We stop living. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And anything else? We stop living. I don't think anything happens. Um, I I don't I don't believe in an afterlife. I don't believe in heaven, hell. Uh, it's not even saying like believe in God. I I, I still on the fence about a lot of that stuff. Um, I just, I don't, I don't to be fair. I'm God sure. could just be like an AI key, you know, yeah, maybe my dog is, be, God. I don't know. Um, yeah, no, um, I don't, I don't really believe in a lot, but I don't not believe either. If that makes sense. It's, you know, I, I yeah, what does that make very, you agnostic? Yeah, but I'm not really agnostic. I'm, I'm sort of, spiritual in my own ways like it's, it's sort of like a deeply personal version of that if that makes sense you know what i mean Not i was does. raised like yeah i was raised jew-ish you know dash-ish <laughs> um yeah. but also i went to catholic mass for four years i used to be i used to shit on religion a lot um i don't as much anymore like, again one of my best friends is a rabbi i go to like i'm part of like a nerdy spiritual book study every saturday morning it happened for 10 years now um so i like to I like to think that I don't know anything, you know, and the more that I do know, the, the less that I realize that I actually know. Um, Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Again, I'm not the, I didn't come up with that idea, um, but, I, but I love that idea. And even just, you know, coming from a background of data-driven science and academia and the scientific method, there's a lot of a lot of questions and I used to I used to focus more on finding out the answers now I'm more focused on sort of the questions um mm-hmm. and again like I know AI is such a hot button topic and super controversial and everyone's panicking about this that and the other thing and I'm I'm fairly neutral on it neutral to pro definitely you know I, like I have friends that are worried that their their headshot business is going to be put out because of AI like I'm not discounting that like that may happen i am more going okay in five years from now can ai figure out how to actually fold space and time and what that looks like and maybe my belief that there aren't alien civilizations will be proven wrong and maybe they can help us cure cancer i think so i agree with you super top level hypothetical i totally agree with you yeah i mean it's it's such a gigantic subject to be able to granularize it would be impossible i do agree there are plenty of causes for concern and there are plenty of use cases for the fact that it could be transformative for society 
it just mm-hmm. it's like with anything in the world it depends whose hands it's in if your intentions are inherently not good then your use of it is going to be not good i see so many again i'm gonna kind of sit on them a little bit but so many of my artist friends who are just like stop all ai and all this and they're just coming from because they're worried that their photo might be used in in one percent of one percent of one percent of something oh that mid-journey used because someone put a prompt about a fantasy image yeah but they want all ai to stop the reality is like you know like without naming specific countries that are up to nefarious things i guarantee you they're not fucking stopping research on how to use ai in really shitty ways of course not <laughs> yes exactly and no i completely agree with you uh yeah like my my belief of it is my uh my 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 use utilization of it has been very limited i think it's cool um the people who are able i mean i had uh uh, moonlight sierra on the podcast her work is so fucking cool amazing she's an incredible artist i could never do what she does right that doesn't discredit what she's just doing because she's doing it with a computer just as mm-hmm. it doesn't make something that someone does physically in the world better because it happens here to me it's so funny just like yeah like so I, much of my circles are in the art space and that's where so much like anti-negativity is coming from from it and i'm trying to look at it from the sort of societal space of like you know can it can it help bridge those gaps that humans can't seem to cross yet um and again mm-hmm. yes i know there's dangers with that i get that um and i'm not i'm not worried about the, the skynet ai is taking over <laughs> i'm more worried about like the bad actors using it in bad ways sort of thing um totally. but yeah there's i mean it's just it's, yeah like i think i was listening to a podcast i don't even remember who it was the other day but they were talking about some study that looked back across hundreds of thousands of, of, you know, years of human civilization and in sort of thriving times and thriving civilizations, leaving aside the fact that a lot of those got there by shitting on other cultures and civilizations. But when times were good, um, you know, and, and there was economic prosperity, like some things rose to the surface that people naturally wanted to gravitate toward, towards was like food, sex, and art. And I'm like, that kind of sounds like a fun life. <laughs> yeah right like if, sex you know, drugs like, and rock and roll <laughs> yeah if, if ai is taking over a lot of stuff and we can go and like that's you know like i don't know i'm not worried about i get people <laughs> i know and, and like similarly like i get people who can like gen like copywriters like people who can like genuinely be impacted by ai i would understand their concerns but i feel like we are a far cry from job elimination being you know a, a real physical thousands of people thing we're a far mm-hmm. cry from there which is a good thing and, and we may be there at some point but we're not yeah. i am like you much more interested to see how can it develop alternate uh therapies for disease and if can it come up with alternate strategies for investing like like the there's a million things that it can do that like because it doesn't think like a human being it could come up with new creative solutions to problems that we never thought of which i for one am excited about dude uh man i could talk to you for probably 10 more hours but uh you know we should uh, uh, we should do this again whether whether recorded or not (laughs) i i'm i'm totally down like i said again the nft space (laughs) the uh the nft space brought me a lot of good things namely the people and the friends i made along the way um i'm glad to be able to call you one of those as well i'm a huge fan of you as a human being your work, your art, 
and uh yeah man thanks for so much for coming on the podcast today it's been uh, it's been a real pleasure yeah no thank you for having me